This is Ashley Connell. <laughs> Whoa! Let's try that again. Beautiful people, my name is Abigail, and this is Tea with Abby, another episode where we talk the tea and the truth about what it's like to be a first-time founder. And on the show this morning, we have a very special guest, uh, someone who I admire and maybe would even consider a friend. Definitely. Oh, wow, thank like, you. Absolutely. <laughs> My guest on the show this morning, I'm so excited, is... Ashley Connell. So pumped to be here. You have no idea. So Um, pumped. Cheers to you. Shout out to Capital Factory for providing us this beautiful space. I know. This is fantastic. And um, so what I've been doing all year and on this 12th episode um, is hosting uh, founders like yourself and being really candid and honest about what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we need more of that. Yeah, right? Not everything is good all the time. No. And it uh, we just celebrated a really big win. And I know you've had one of your own this week. And my co-founder, Georgie, said to me, you know, it's like, we always experience something hard and difficult. But on the other side of that, there's like right behind it, always a good thing is coming. 100%. I actually had an advisor be like, you know that that's the universe knocking and just being like, are you sure? Do you have the the strength to keep this up? Right. And she nailed it. That's absolutely what it feels like. Because then you get through it and then you're like, see, I told you everything was going to, you're good. You're right on the right path. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Amazing. (laughs) So you are the CEO and founder of um, an incredible company, uh, correct company, not a non-for-profit, right? Correct company. I don't. I want. I want to hear from your voice what your mission, your why is. Um, and so, without further ado, can you tell us and all of our lovely viewers uh, about Prowess Project? Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. So I am to pumped you. to talk like good, bad, ugly, yeah. the whole the whole <laughs> shebang. Um, I'm Ashley Connell, founder of Prowess Project. And did you want my background or more about Prowess? Where do we want to start here? The piece of background that directly relates to how the heck you got in this founder seat. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. So my background is marketing, which is why I love blended sense. And (laughs) I totally got it right away. Um, And I started with a tech company. I was one of the first marketers and they just gave me all the projects to go figure them out. They called me the guinea pig. And so I would go and be like, Hey, is this going to work? Yes or no. And then I would hand it off to someone else who would really um, figure out how to make it last for the long term. So I've always had that entrepreneur spirit. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, uh, I did a marketing consultancy about 12 years later. And while I was working in it, I I realized I love marketing and that's what I'm good at. And that's what I was getting, I was getting revenue for. Well, we needed someone to actually run the business. Mm-hmm. And so one of our partners, his wife, came in to our office and was like, hey, I absolutely can help. And we're like, yes, fantastic. So I got to know her. Her story, phenomenal. She has two degrees in counseling, taught herself bookkeeping, taught herself graphic design, has done sales for marketing. 
preach sister. Preach. <laughs> um, I mean, just the list goes on and on. And she was like, look, Ashley, I have been out of the workforce for three years and I have been trying to get back in for two. And because I have a gap on my resume, I can't. Mm-hmm. And the only interviews that I'm getting are for entry level jobs, like seriously filing papers. She has her master's. It's insane. And that just blew my mind. Yep. Because I realized that as a female professional, I always had that anxiety that, oh gosh, what are children going to do to my career? Mm -hmm. But I didn't even realize that I was having it until someone's story came like right in my face. Right. So started doing digging. And according to Harvard Business Review, if a woman is out of the workforce for just three years, she loses 37% of her total compensation power for the rest of her life. Oh, whoa. Yeah. It, it, that's, it's astounding. And so... And so so the, that's considering those probably very first critical years of becoming a mother postpartum right through sending your kids to preschool. So like the time when there really isn't much of a compromise to choose work or children. There's They're, really not. It, it's like screaming at your face what is important in those in the, that critical time period and which is such a temporary piece of time to the lifespan of what a woman does in her life it is so true mm-hmm. and the fact that our society many people in our society definitely not all which is why i'm loving the shift um think that women forget all their skills as soon as they become a mom and i was like that's just ridiculous so We started Prowess Project, and what we do is we help businesses find expert talent that they otherwise couldn't afford. We do that by vetting and certifying accomplished women who took a pause in their career, whether that's childcare, taking care of parents, just Mm -hmm. need to take a step back. Mm -hmm. And then our technology matches them up with companies based on not only skills and expertise, but also the emotional intelligence indicators. So behavior type, Mm -hmm. communication styles. And we're seeing that it's giving these companies a true natural fit Mm. and onboarding is so much quicker because you just you know the people and you know the team that you're coming into sure off the bat so and so you're also helping with retention then as well right so these women are going to stick in that role for a longer period of time which is way better use of resources for a company 100 percent. i don't have the statistic off the top of my head but it's something that companies um pay at least I think 30% of the salary of the person that they're trying to to mm-hmm. hire. It could be, that could be actually pretty low. So um, how do women find Prowers Project get vetted in, in the network and how do businesses use your service? Great question. So you can find more information about Prowess Project at our website, prowessproject.com. Um, we're also at Prowess Project on all social channels. And what will, What we realized when we were talking to many of these women is they had this problem um, of getting back into the workforce and their number one issue was not technology skills, was not skills of how to work. It was confidence Mm. and having that community around them of just cheering them on and being like, sister, I hear you. And that's what is so huge about prowess. So we wanted to meet women where they are. So we have a community that they can join for free that we share resources. We have um, 
online courses, both free and paid, to get them up to speed. And then we have the certification that if they pass that, they are entered into the job pool. Nice. Yes. So then the the business owner or <clears throat> the company, um, like they're getting quality, quality, quality. I mean, 100%. That's amazing. In I am so grateful every day we have women who are applying for our roles who were VPs of companies we all know and use. Wow. And they're like, look, I just need to take a step back. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. And so now we're being a- now we're able to match them up with companies who could really use their their strategy and their willingness to still get their their hands dirty. That's so cool. And how long have you been pursuing this? As as the founder, <laughs> yes. Um, I well, it's kind of a it, relative really, yeah. question. Um, had the idea. <clears throat> interesting. I had the idea for this um, a morning in October of last year, and was let go from our well whale of a client that afternoon. It was back to that universe being like, Ashley, you gotta, you gotta do <laughs> this like, now or never, <laughs> now or never. So that was October. Went through uh, Founders Institute. It's a incubator, and then officially launched in February. So it feels like dog years since yeah. February. It's I agree. In, in really only been what 10, 11 months. Yep. But as a founder, it's nonstop. <laughs> yeah, we've been incorporated since April, but I'm like, it's been. Years, right? <laughs> yes, and good stuff is happening. Like it, it, and you know, it's interesting. This year has been so hard, and we have seen so much good, and and so much down, if you will. But I was talking to a friend. This has been the best year of my life. Mm. It really has been. Yeah, it's been hard, but it's been so worth it. Yeah, because you're like totally in control of what you wake up and do every day. Yeah, I mean, and. Prowess is all about gender equality in the workforce. And we're starting with this idea of the mommy penalty. And so knowing that I'm waking up every day helping with this is just, it's what it's about. And I'm very grateful for having this opportunity. I I couldn't agree more. So tell me about... A few things. One, um, you went. In, you said you went into a program. Mm-hmm. We, we've done the same. Um, and then you... Incorporated in February? Yes. Cool. So like in this short little time span, even though it does feel like dog years, um, as these bumps and failures and pivots arise, which they are inevitably going to, uh, what stood out to you the most this year about things you've learned um, about yourself or about business? Something I learned about myself is I will not give up. I always knew I was stubborn, but typically that gets a really bad rap. <laughs> but really, I'm, I feel like I'm using my stubbornness for good now. That's cool. And just refusing to to keep me down. And I, I feel like now um, talking this into existence and working so much on Prowess Project, I have a massive tribe of women who are counting on me and my team to help them. I'm, and I will not fail them. So that has been a huge lesson for me. I've also realized um, where I need help. Um, definitely working through 
it's funny. We specialize in operations. However, I have two or three people that help me with operations. And so I realized that that's probably been a huge lesson for me as well. It's like all the nitty gritty there. How big's your team? So two of us full time. We have a part time um, business development person who she has been key. Mm. Um, And then we have about two or three other contractors that help us. Because it's not like you just started um, a a business like you also built technology behind this. Yes. So that's like that's a whole other world um that you're also playing in right what what has that been like because as someone who's been very new very new don't ask me how many computers i broke this year to technology and uh that's been another learning curve so on top of it i've become a a first-time business owner and first time in a brand new industry so um, the tech world while at first I actually thought it was way more daunting and now that I'm living in it um, and I have people around me who are really great at teaching I'm yes. kind of becoming kind of obsessed a little bit <laughs> I love it how are you I doing love it. with this so like were, I, were you exposed to, to software bit. before yes okay um so all the marketing I did the vast majority of it was technology I so I could talk the talk mm. But if you ask me to get in there and code something, I mean, there's no chance. (laughs) So, yes, back to strengths and weaknesses, I've absolutely had to surround myself with people who were really great at tech and you nailed it and who are really good at explaining not just how it works, but how it's going to affect the business and how it's going to affect our customers. That has been key. And I think that that is such a special, special skill. So if y'all are out there, harness that. Yeah, that's the future. Truly. Truly. Amazing. This this why, I mean, I'm, I clear, I hear it coming uh, out of you and how passionate you speak about your business. Um, and what is that why that gets you up every day to like relentlessly create and build? Yep. You know, this movement, essentially. Oh, I love that movement. <laughs> uh, um, hands down, it is gender equality in the workforce. I saw too many times where I was either in the room of women who weren't taken seriously or who were interrupted, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't realize how much of a impact it had on them until years later when I started talking to them. And so, like I said, we're focusing first on this idea of the mommy penalty and getting women working sooner so they have less of a gap, that uh, 37% loss gap. And... What's really important to me with this idea of gender equality in the workforce is gender equality means equal. Men and women are equal. Not women are better than men. Not women should get, you know, more rope because of X, Y, and Z, just that we're equals. And I feel like we absolutely need to bring men into this conversation. Absolutely. So so tell me what, uh, in your opinion, or from your research and what you see, um, like what, what are some of the most inc- critical things that um, men can do, not just to be, um, uh, oh, it's a, not an ally, but an accomplice, right? So, so an ally is um, amazing to be. You uh, love and support, and you know you are a champion for. But an accomplice, you are 
linking arms and going to battle with. So how can men not just be allies, but accomplices? I love that. So one thing that, well, let me take a short step back. Okay. Small one. So I know uh, this is a huge thing to unpack. No, it really is. It's like, okay, we get five minutes. Yeah, (laughs) it really is. So I, I had that same question. I'm in no way, I, four months ago, I was in no way an expert. Mm-hmm. So we decided to put on these panels called Mintel All. Mm. And it is male leaders in the community and we get them on a panel and we ask them about gender equality, what they're seeing in the workforce. How have they helped? What do, what are some times that they missed out on helping and are being vulnerable saying, I wish I would have done this. Yeah. That has been key. One thing that we we noticed, or not noticed, but that came um, to be was this idea of mentors are great, sponsors are better. Mm-hmm. And what a sponsor is based on our Mentel All of event is sponsors are typically higher up in the, the food chain of the business and will actively help that woman get to where she wants to be in the in the company. And so, so that's more than a mentor. So that'd be um, putting in a good word, uh, following up so-and-so's idea was really good. I think we should move forward with this. Yes. So mm-hmm. following up with their ideas and then also just having their back and and bring it, bringing them to the table. Right. It's really hard to have a voice when you don't have a seat at the table. Yeah. And so just adding them to all of these conversations. And one more thing that I thought was really interesting from our men tell all is um, the difference between men and women on their definition of confidence. Hmm. This, what was that? Th- yes, this is a generalization. In no way is this right. always sure. the case. But we realized that when we had the men on the panel, they and the audience was asking, okay, well, how do I share my ideas? The response was, just do it. Just fake it till you make it. And we had this woman who was in the audience say, raise her hand. And she's like, that is not me. I am not a fake it till you make it. I will not feel like my authentic self by doing that. Instead, what I am and how I am confident is I look at all the available information, take it all in, and then make a wise decision later. And it was crazy. It felt like the whole room was like, hallelujah. Like, yes. You said that, finally. Yes. yes. Wow. Because it's such a universal, uh, not uni- universal in the sense of, yeah, there's something hardwired, you know, in, in, in the female species to be pragmatic like that. Absolutely. And, and men are not taught to do that. Mm-mm. Men are taught to like show up and be the best you can be and yeah. throw out ideas, throw out answers. Yeah. Whereas women are not. That's the piece of advice that we've been given about raising um, is that when we're in those investor conversations to not be afraid to be bold and big and visionary instead of like smart and practical and, uh, you know, showing them how it, uh, everything, the, the, the literal steps of how it's all going to work. Um, because the people we're talking to most likely are going to respond to the yeah, this thing's going to be amazing kind of. The next Amazon, approach. let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. Um and what what do you feel um happens when w- more women are 
in the workforce in meaningful um, and impactful roles. And uh, what does that what does that mean for a company? Like. What happens? So again, I'm going to mess up the statistics a little bit, but it's been proven that if there is at least one woman on the executive team, Mm -hmm. they hire two times as many women as if it's an all uh, male executive Mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that shows it right there. We need women to, again, bring us a seat at the table, Mm -hmm. champion for us. We need men as well, which Mm -hmm. again, going back to why it's so important to have men in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times, younger women in the workforce need role models. And I found myself when I was young in my career, um, looking at the the role models in the company that I was working who were women, there were very few, and I didn't identify with either of them. And so that's really hard. If, mm-hmm. if two are celebrated or two have gotten there, but you can't see yourself in them or all of yourself in sure. them, how are you going to picture yourself right. there? And so um, that probably also speaks to the point of having all different kinds of people yes. in these leadership positions. So not just male and female, um, does prowess project, um, what is, what is your stance on that? Yes. I love <laughs> is it. Is that, is that a good way to ask that question? Cause sometimes like I'm still navigating this as diversity being a value of my company. How do I have conversations about diversity and inclusion without sounding, um, like I don't want to learn. It's like I have so much to learn. Completely <laughs> agree. I think some of that is acknowledging your privilege. Mm. And I will say as a white woman, I am extremely fortunate. Yeah. And to answer your question about how we're going to um, go after the entire diversity problem in addition to gender. So uh, first I will say you do not have to be a woman to enter our job pool. Mm. That is not a stipulation. We wanted to start there because it was close to our hearts. Of course. Um, where we see this going in the future is a job marketplace for all underrepresented populations. And so I'm I'm in the talks with some uh, early talks in some of the other thought leaders in the space, whether it's autism, whether it is, uh, gosh, it, it, I don't want to give too much yeah. no that's okay but but but, <laughs> but, you, but the idea is that diversity spans just beyond the color of our skin and our gender oh my gosh yeah. yes and that's yeah. why we named it prowess project that's all about skill it's all about innately what you have not who you are right not what you not how you present right yeah. right oh, like what's what's here yes Ooh. <laughs> um we have woo, time for one more question which bums me out because I'm like, we could go on for days. Tell us um, briefly what your biggest celebration, celebratory moment has been this year and what your biggest flop has been. Oh, God. <laughs> if you can pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Um, so can I give two on the biggest? Yeah. Okay, two. The one that warmed my heart and comes to mind immediately we had two people within our talent pool who lived about three hours away from each other go meet each other halfway. And y'all, I know business is about revenue and I know it's about metrics, but y- you can't fake that. You can't fake that feeling. You can't 
fake changing people's lives like that and that connection. And so that has been, I, I was blown away when I heard that. Um, second one happened yesterday. Ah, tell us. <laughs> so we were featured in Forbes uh, about our algorithm, our technology, and how we are looking at the matching space by, like I said before, um, the skills and experience, but also emotional intelligence so that it is a better fit within your team because there's data behind who you're going to work with best with. Yeah. And so our companies, when they come to us, they take a few tests, answer a few questions, and then we give them three different options saying Sally's 93% compatible, Ginny's 92, cool. Susie's yep. 73. Wow. What an amazing tool to have built. <laughs> this is a wild. <laughs> if knowing from what is we're going through it right now, our beta is about to launch, it's not an easy task to write code to get a result. <laughs> well, and I have to, yeah, actor starts tech company, like, you know. <laughs> I love it. Well, marketer starts tech company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's um, finish up then with a statement sip. Um, mm -hmm. So the statement sip is something that um, you say to the camera and it's like your little snippet of, um, a, a mantra, a, uh, a quote, something that means a lot to you, something you repeat to yourself. I wrote something down here that you said that I like, but um, what we do is you s we say it together and we look into the camera and then we take a sip of our oh, I love coffee this. tea. I love um, this. Do you have one? I do. Okay, tell As me. As a bit of a backstory. Okay, go. So ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were stagnant. We were, I was feeling very wary of if Prowse Project was going to work. And I realized I kept saying my, to my team, we're almost there. We're almost there. But by saying almost there, by definition, you're not there yet. Sure. So we changed from saying we're almost there to it's happening. And Abby, it, it's tangible. The success, the feeling, the numbers, it's tangible. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I am. I am. Okay. It's, it's happening. happening. And that is another episode of Tea with Abby. Thank you so much, Ashley, for yes. joining us today. Ashley Thanks Connell having of me. Prowess Project. Uh, we can find more information about your business, uh, prowessproject.com. Absolutely. Prowess Project on all the socials. Correct. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching and supporting season one of Tea with Abby. We are so grateful to our guests who came on this show to bear their souls and talk about their hopes, their fears, and their experience of what it's been like starting a business. So grateful to Capital Factory for this awesome podcast room and grateful to my team for making this show possible. Now, season one's not over yet. Be sure to look out next week for a recap video of all of our favorite moments from the season. And season two is already underway. We've been filming and we cannot wait to show you what is coming on this season. So stand by on March 17th for that release. Otherwise, that's the tea. <laughs>